Welcome to the University of Calgary's DCNS podcast series, bringing the clinical neurosciences to primary care. My name is Tyson Brust, a senior neurology resident at the University of Calgary and your host for today's podcast. Please see www.dcnspodcast.com for show notes, disclosures, and references. In the last podcast, we discussed chronic migraine. Today we are going to focus on tension type headache, which is the most common primary or secondary headache with a lifetime prevalence in adults of 46%. Back with us today is Dr. Werner Becker, Professor of Neurology at the University of Calgary and Headache Specialist. Thanks for participating in this podcast once again, Dr. Becker. Thank you, Tyson. It's my pleasure. Let's begin with a case. A 50-year-old woman presents to your office complaining of having headaches every day for the past three years. She is otherwise healthy and has no history of trauma involving her head and neck. She has had headaches since her 20s that were mild to moderate in intensity without interfering with her life. For around 20 years, these headaches occurred with a frequency of about one per month with the duration of a few hours and resolving with simple analgesics. Over the past several years, her headaches have escalated in frequency, however, from monthly headaches to several headaches per week, and her analgesic intake also increased. For the past three years, she has had daily headaches. There's been no change in the quality of her headaches, which she describes as a constant bilateral frontotemporal pressure sensation that is initially mild at the beginning of the day, but progressively worsens throughout the day to moderate intensity. She occasionally has mild photophobia, but no phonophobia, nausea, neck pain, or focal neurologic features. She quit taking simple analgesics about three years ago as they became ineffective. Her screening neurological exam and neck exam are both normal. A recent brain MRI is also normal. What would be your approach to uh, diagnosing this patient, Dr. Becker? As described, uh, this patient seems a a pretty typical case of chronic uh, tension-type headache. She doesn't uh, meet uh, migraine diagnostic criteria. And as you mentioned, tension-type headache is uh, the most common headache type, so it would seem a very likely diagnosis. One does have to consider uh, whether any red flags are present, and this patient does deserve a a careful uh, neurological examination, including examination of optic fundi. One thing that can help differentiate uh, patients with chronic tension type headache from migraine is uh, whether or not their headaches are exacerbated by activity. In the uh, top guideline we developed a few years ago, uh, we made a point of this. Uh, We tried to develop a a short uh, version of the tension type headache diagnostic guidelines. And what we came up with was that if patients had two of the following, uh, that is bilateral headache, headache of mild or moderate severity, uh, non-pulsating pain, and headache not worsened by activity during a headache attack. Uh, If they had two of those four criteria, then uh, we felt they most likely had a tension type headache. Another important uh, differentiating factor from uh, from chronic migraine, which is the main differential diagnosis in this patient, uh, would be that she has very little in the way of uh, associated symptoms, that is uh, phonophobia, uh, photophobia, or nausea. In terms of other causes of chronic daily headache, among the primary headache syndromes, uh, her headaches are bilateral, so she doesn't have hemicrania continua. She didn't have an abrupt onset with uh, 
continuous headache uh, beginning within 24 hours of a new headache onset. So she wouldn't fit uh, criteria for new daily persistent headache. Uh, once again, the main differential is chronic migraine, and uh, and we have we have discussed chronic migraine in the last podcast. Uh, she would not fit uh, criteria for chronic migraine. In terms of whether this patient requires investigation, uh, that is worth some discussion. Uh, in general, a normal uh, neurological examination is sufficient to exclude secondary headache types. Having said that, uh, tension type headaches are by definition somewhat nondescript, and some secondary headaches uh, can resemble tension type headaches, for example, headaches secondary to a brain tumor. Uh, but again, the uh, the examination in the office should really uh, help you differentiate and rule out those sorts of possibilities. Nevertheless, the uh, diagnostic yield of neuroimaging in tension type headache, that is chronic tension type headache, is somewhat higher than in, uh, in migraine because, uh, again, uh, tension type headaches have less specific diagnostic features. In this patient, uh, given the history, I don't think she really needed neuroimaging. But I can see why the uh, physicians were concerned because uh, her history was progressive uh, over time. If we're discussing secondary headaches which might masquerade as a tension type headache, it is worth uh, thinking about uh, neck disorders and also disorders of the temporomandibular joint. Um, if the patient uh, seems to be a significant jaw clencher and perhaps has her headaches worsened by chewing, uh, then you might consider whether she has a temporomandibular joint disorder, which is a factor in her headache syndrome. It's also important to examine the patient's neck, uh, checking uh, neck movements and, uh, and palpating the neck for uh, myofascial tender and trigger points. Uh, the International Headache Society classification uh, classifies patients with uh, myofascial uh, tender points and headaches like this as attention type headache, but uh, these uh, neck problems may require some uh, specific therapy uh, to reduce the patient's headache tendency. We've already mentioned most of the uh, diagnostic criteria for tension type headache. Uh, that is the bilateral location, usually uh, the mild or moderate intensity as opposed to severe intensity, the non-pulsating uh, pressing, often uh, tighter vice-like quality of the pain, and the fact that these patients uh, don't have aggravation of their headache by climbing stairs. Uh, we've also mentioned the uh, relative lack of nausea or photo and phonophobia. Uh, it is important to uh, draw the distinction between episodic tension type headache where the patient may have an occasional headache uh, once a week or even less and the patient with chronic tension type headache where they have headache on uh, 15 days a month or more. Uh, patients with chronic tension type headache may have significant disability related to their headaches, whereas patients with episodic tension type headache uh, don't usually have a significant disability. In general, what is the approach to the management of tension type headache? First of all, for most patients uh, with episodic tension type headache, uh, these headaches are not terribly disabling, but they are a nuisance. Uh, reassurance of the patient is an important first step, with explanations that these headaches are common that they aren't usually uh, disabling and that uh, they haven't got a serious cause. Uh, beyond that, I think it is important to discuss with the patient uh, uh, what influence their lifestyle may be having upon their headaches and the effects of stress on patients uh, in terms of triggering tension type headaches. And patients may well, may well benefit from uh, learning behavioral techniques like uh, relaxation exercises and, and improving their, uh, their stress management uh, abilities.
A regular exercise can also be an important component of management, uh, both given its uh, stress-relieving effects and uh, perhaps even more specific uh, benefits with regard to tension-type headaches. Thank you, Dr. Becker. Next, uh, can you please discuss the pharmacologic therapy to, for, for tension-type headache? Uh, medications for tension-type headaches are used in a similar fashion as for migraine in the sense that we speak both in terms of acute and uh, prophylactic therapy. Uh, most patients with tension-type headaches don't need prophylactic therapy, but patients with chronic tension-type headaches do. Uh, for acute therapy, the mainstays of therapy are acetaminophen and non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs with uh, ibuprofen and uh, ASA and naproxen being uh, popular choices. Uh, and approximately with this longer half-life may be helpful for patients who have uh, long-lasting tension-type headaches. Once again, it is important to avoid medication overuse, uh, although the evidence that uh, medication overuse uh, exacerbates or chronifies a tension-type headache is much uh, less clear than it is for migraine. Also, uh, research out of the Danish Headache Center in Copenhagen would suggest that patients who have uh, tension-type headaches, or I should say chronic tension-type headache, seem to benefit less from stopping medication overuse as opposed to patients with, with migraine and medication overuse. However, I think it is important to avoid medication overuse in these patients. And for this reason, we, we also recommend that uh, caffeine-containing uh, combination analgesics are second line uh, and only come after you've tried the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs by themselves or tried acetaminophen. Certainly, medications containing codeine and other narcotics should be avoided. Uh, partly because they aren't necessary and also because of their side effects and uh, propensity to, uh, to cause medication overuse headache. Uh, prophylactic therapy, again, is uh, needed much less than tension-type headache than in migraine, and the prophylactic medications are somewhat different. Uh, the main prophylactic medications that are used in, in tension-type headache uh, when these are necessary uh, are the tricyclic uh, medications amitriptyline and, uh, to a lesser extent, nortriptyline, which has less evidence behind it. Uh, alternatives to if the amitriptyline is not helpful or not tolerated uh, would include uh, mirtazapine and venlafaxine. The uh, SSRIs themselves are not really helpful in tension-type headache, although they may be helpful in treating an associated depression. Also, uh, botulinum toxin uh, is not uh, help helpful in chronic tension-type headaches in contrast to uh, chronic migraine. It's also, I think, important to realize that uh, for, for most patients with, with tension-type headache, the tryptans are not helpful and not indicated. And also, the so-called muscle relaxants are not uh, generally indicated in, in tension-type headache. There is some evidence that tizanidine can be helpful in chronic tension-type headache prophylaxis, although uh, the side effects of this medication uh, usually uh, make it so that it's not really helpful overall. Thanks for that summary, Dr. Becker. To conclude today's podcast, do you have any take-home messages for our listeners on tension-type headache? I would say that in general, the prognosis of tension-type headache is good, although there is no doubt that patients with chronic tension-type headache can have a significant disability over many years. It is important to address psychiatric comorbidities in, in patients with tension-type headache, and especially chronic tension-type headache and employ uh, behavioral uh, therapeutic modalities where, where possible and appropriate. Uh, perhaps from a physician point of view, uh, one of the most important points uh, is not to diagnose patients with migraine as tension-type headaches, uh, and thereby uh, 
deny them uh, migraine-specific therapies, which might be very helpful uh, to them, it is still considered that uh, migraine is generally uh, quite underdiagnosed. And uh, the main reason for this is that patients with migraine are uh, diagnosed erroneously with tension-type headache. Even though tension-type headache is uh, more common in the general population than migraine is, when it comes to patients who are seeing a physician uh, for their headache problem, uh, in that situation, migraine is much more common because migraine headaches are generally uh, much more severe than tension-type headaches and therefore uh, bring patients to physicians uh, more often. Well, that concludes uh, today's podcast. Thanks for uh, being with us uh, once again, Dr. Becker, and agreeing to be interviewed. Please join us for our next podcast, which will be on cluster headache. Thank Thank you, Tyson. I look forward to it. (laughs)